And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Hello, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Mauk, and today we're going to talk to a church planter. And you're going to hear about what it's like to start a new church. Pastor Jeremy Falk, the pastor of Uptown Church, is the new church being formed in the Uptown neighborhood of Chicago. I'm an attorney and a partner in the law firm of Malkin Baker. We are all believing attorneys that focus on serving the body of Messiah with its legal needs. We do everything from zoning to estate planning, nonprofit administration, and religious freedom protection. You can find out more about us by going to our website. That's maukbaker.com. I'll spell it out for you, M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com, or call 312-726-1243. The mission of Uptown Church is to disrupt suffering and to help mend broken lives and relationships in their community with the hope of Jesus. The service itself is on uh, Sunday at 10 a.m. You can get the location and other information at www.uptowncov.org. I I guess that stands for covenant, right? That's exactly right. www.uptowncov.org. Pastor Jeremy, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Wow, starting a new church. What brought that into your heart and mind? Well, obviously, the easy answer is to say that God wanted me to do it, so I'm doing it. Um, But, I mean, honestly, church planting has always been sort of the focus for me in ministry. Uh, I tend to be an entrepreneurial startup guy. being a part of something that's stable and existing that's been around for 50 to 100 years really doesn't excite me or make me uh, jump for joy. But the idea of being a part of something new, uh, entrepreneurial, I mean, that's sort of just my gifting and what I do. So that's what I lean towards. And and you started other churches or been involved with startups? Uh, I used to live in Ann Arbor, Michigan for a while, uh, home of uh, the Michigan Wolverines, Go Blue. And (laughs) uh, we started a small house church there. And we worked with that for five years, um, helping people that had been maybe disenfranchised with the church. And we were helping to bring them back into uh, trust and a relationship with Jesus again. You say people who'd been disenfranchised with the church. I think a lot of our listeners uh, may identify either personally having been disenfranchised or knowing someone in their family, one of their kids perhaps, or uh, other members of the church that have uh, fallen away. Is that why it's important to start new churches rather than tell people we got plenty of good churches out there? Well, there are plenty of good churches out there, and God is doing really good work through those churches. Uh, But just because there's good churches doesn't mean that you shouldn't plant any more churches. Uh, I've worked in the restaurant industry for a really long time, and 
uh, a friend of mine started a restaurant, and there was already restaurants in town, but All right. it wasn't like, That's a it's, good it's not a good enough reason to not start a new restaurant. There could always be a new, uh, something more for the uh, uh, someone to go to within a town or an area. But really, starting new churches fulfills the biblical mandate. It's part of fulfilling the biblical mandate to go into all the world and to preach the gospel, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, well, that's that's a good general principle, and I think all of us would would agree. Let's get the word out. Yep. But how do you come into a specific decision to start a church at a certain location or a certain area, um, and who do you bring in uh, into the decision making process? Uh, I think it's a little bit different for different people based on what denomination they're a part of or what their history is or just how they choose to go about it. Uh, well, well, let's let's talk about your situation, yeah. the Evangelical Covenant. Yeah. How, how did you, with your denomination, uh, make this uh, – what was your process? Sure. So I, I'm new to the Evangelical Covenant Church. I grew up in the Assemblies of God denomination. And so I've had a Pentecostal charismatic background my entire life. And after about 15 years of ministry, I went to seminary just to further my education. I thought that I'd go to seminary, go back into uh, the Assemblies hey, of God. Hey, that makes and you old. How old are you? 38 years old. 38, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to North Park Theological Seminary, which is an evangelical covenant school. And just being a part of that school, I didn't think I was going to have any other connection to them besides that. But I met some people that work in Uptown and work with Jesus People USA, which is a Christian community that is part of the Evangelical Covenant Church. And it's a really long story, which I'm not going to bore you with. But in the end, there was this discernment process that came about because of my connection to knowing people at Jesus People and the Evangelical Covenant Church, where they said, let's talk about planting a church in Uptown. This is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Mauck of the law firm Mauck & Baker. Today we're speaking with Pastor Jeremy Falk about his decision and process in starting a new church in Uptown. And uh, you consulted with the Evangelical Covenant uh, Church Planting Division. Mm -hmm. They really probably have that, don't they? They do. <laughs> they actually have an assessment center that they, if you are interested in starting a church in the ECC, you have to go through an assessment process. And it takes a good six to eight months to go through that process. And it culminates with a week long intensive interview uh, with a bunch of people to just confirm you have to go through personality testing, you have to go through spiritual giftings testing, uh, you have to go through coaching, mentoring, training, interviews, all of that stuff. And it's a pretty rigorous process. And then in the end, they say, yes, you are called by God first and foremost, and you possess the skills necessary to be entrepreneurial to start a new church. Well, well amen. And then you said you worked with the Jesus people, Uptown uh, Ministry. Yep there that's in the Evangelical Covenant Church. Do you need uh, sponsorship in general of another church before you can uh, start a new one? And do you take people from the existing church and use them as a, a seed for the new congregation? It's not required, but it's highly recommended. So what they would like to see is a parent church of some sort that helps to plant the new church. It's one of the healthiest ways to move forward because you have missionally minded uh, people that love Jesus who can help become your core nucleus who then can become evangelistic in the community to start reaching people for Jesus. 
And I suppose a lot of people are thinking out there, gee, maybe maybe I could help with my denomination or, or my independent church uh, start a new one. Uh, does it really require people to come up with big bucks? You do need money. Uh, it's an important uh, thing that you need to uh, help start a church. It's not the most important thing that you need. Uh, the most important thing you need is you need a calling from the Lord and you need a vision and you need to be able to rally people around that vision. Uh, money will follow. I think if the vision is right and if once God starts working and starts showing up in miraculous ways and people see that, they begin to invest financially into that because of the stories and because of what God's been doing. But it is a risk. A church planner has to be willing to step out without a bunch of money and start doing ministry and start working, believing God's going to show up. Because if God's in it, God shows up, people recognize it, and people start to invest into that. You know, I read uh, somewhere in the recesses of my uh, memory that various denominations have uh, quite different costs in starting up. The average Episcopal church to start up is about a million dollars, and at least back back when this memory was planted, the average Baptist church was about 10000 So <laughs> there can be a, a vast uh, a difference in whether you want to start at full speed mm-hmm. or or just start with a little home group. Now, now you're starting somewhere in between, a little past the home group, but why didn't you follow the model of just three or four people meeting together in a house and then another couple people joining before you made the decision to become a church? The, the total bottom-up uh, Baptist philosophy as opposed to the uh, – the, the mid-range evangelical covenant uh, uh, plan. Well, we did that in, in Ann Arbor. We started from the ground up with a couple of families in our home. Uh, but this project was not uh, birthed in my mind and in my heart. It was birthed in the Jesus people's mind and heart. They, as a ministry, decided that God was calling them to be missional and to plant a church in their community. But they didn't feel like they had the skill set or the wherewithal to do that, and they needed to look outside of themselves. So that's how I came into the picture with that. So I actually was adopted into a vision that I didn't necessarily initiate or start. So I sort of had to like roll with the flow a little bit and say, God, what are you doing and how do I fit into this? Okay. Well, now that's cool, but that's also unusual. The Jesus people, for those of our our, our listeners that may not know, it's, it's a community that models itself uh, after the apostles in terms of governance and uh, sharing of assets, and they and they live in a community as a community, but they also have a church, and the church is part of their ministry, and they have a school, and then uh, some of the people work and bring money into the community, and other people are out uh, at the county jail or other places uh, ministering every day, and it's it's effective. Uh, I know that because I've been their attorney. I was their attorney back in the '80s for for a while, and and uh, it was a it was a lot of fun, and I learned a lot. Uh, coming up, we will talk further with Pastor Jeremy Falk about how do you start a church, what do you look for, what do you pray for. I'm John Mauk, and you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio.
Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm John Mauk, partner of law firm of Mauk and Baker. And we're talking with Pastor Jeremy Falk about the Uptown Church, a new congregation that he's pastoring, and the discernment process that has gone into answering the questions, Lord, do you want me to start a church? If so, where? Uh, who do I involve? Uh, how do I get the finances? And talk a little about prayer. Who's who's praying and, and what are you praying about? You said there was a group that the Jesus people that started praying before you even knew about this. That's right. And once I got involved in the process, I had to start surrounding myself with people that were praying for me and with me. I created a team of about 30 to 40 people that were in my life that I invited in to say, hey, this is what's going on. This is what I'm being invited to. I feel this tug from the Holy Spirit to be a part of it, but I need that discernment from the greater body as well. So I invited them to pray with me and to have access to speak into my life and say, is this a good, and of course my wife and my family, like those are all really important components to say, because it's a family affair. It's not something that you just do on your own. And it's a unity. Yes. Because if you're, if you're fighting with each other and, and arguing, it's, it seems to inhibit the flow of the Holy Spirit. That's right. So as a family, we need to make sure that we all wanted to move this direction together. So are you moving to Uptown? Well, we've moved just north of Uptown into Edgewater. So we live two miles north of the church. Uh, The neighborhood that we live in is, uh, we actually lived in Edgewater for four years before I finished seminary. So we were very familiar and we had great connections and it's a great place for us to be evangelistic and to get to know our neighbors and to bring them into church because we're a we consider ourselves a regional church that's reaching into four neighborhoods, Uptown, Edgewater, Lakeview, and Ravenswood. Oh, amen. That's that's a, a beautiful vision. Now, when you say reaching, uh, what does a new church focus on? Is it evangelism or is it discipleship, but teaching the people who've joined uh, to, be your, to be your evangelists and, and coaching them and encouraging encouraging them? Or, or are you going to be reaching out yourself and and meeting with non-believers and seekers? It's a little bit of everything, actually, but the emphasis initially is evangelism. Uh, in order to start a new church, you have to get out and build relationships and meet people because we are... We evangelize a new church into existence. We are not looking to go to other churches to find people who are disenfranchised with their church to start attending ours, because all that means is in in the future, they're going to become disenfranchised with us at some point, too. Uh, We have to find people that need Jesus, and we need to be able to share the hope of Jesus with them. And so you initially focus on evangelism, but then you very quickly have to move into discipleship because you can't just lead people to Jesus and then give them nothing else. You have to help them deepen their faith. Well, now there's some people who are probably thinking that this is rather conclusory. Uh, Lead them to Jesus. uh, Tell them about Jesus. What exactly are you telling people who may not know Jesus? Well, it's not a about just going out and just talking to people. It's about building relationships with people and building trust and building friendships and offering people things that will um, give them hope. That's why we talk about disrupting suffering because suffering is a very universal concept. You could be very poor and be suffering, but you could be very rich and be suffering. Just the context is different. So no matter who you are, there's something, you, there is this 
sense of purpose, fulfillment, and longing that we all have, and it causes us to have this sense of suffering to us. So we want to say that through our lives, through our love, uh, that we found an answer, which is Christ, and you can find that same answer too. And it's a, it's really about building close personal connections to people, and it does take time. Uh, do you have a roadmap of how long it's going to take you, or 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 goals? Do you do you you set those out with your? Uh, I assume you have elders and leaders to begin with. Uh, we do. We we don't have elders and uh, per se. We don't have a constitution and bylaws that we set up right at the very beginning. That takes a couple of years to do. But we have the um, Articles of Incorporation. We have other accountability through the ECC that comes alongside that gives us that structure. But we have the ECC, the Evangelical Covenant. Yes. Yes. Uh, And they give us a roadmap that sort of helps us work our way forward. We do have coordinators and team leaders in place, but they're not permanent structures yet because everything needs to be flexible and fluid when you're starting a new church. You don't create too many strong systems initially right at the forefront. Uh, this is John Mauk, attorney with Mauk and Baker. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. We're speaking with Pastor Jeremy Falk about his planting of a church in Uptown, uh, to be called the Uptown Church. That's right. <laughs> and uh, uh, a lot of people think, well, if you're going to have a church, we need a church building. And uh, minds are often confused about what is a church? Is it a, is it a building? Is it the congregation? Is it both? Uh, what are your plans concerning a building? Did you build a building for this new church, or did you find an existing church, or are you are you going to meet on the street? Well, we're very blessed because property in Chicago is very hard to come by, and it's very expensive to come by. Uh, the Jesus People owns a building called the Wilson Abbey, which is a, com- a spiritual community center in Uptown, and it has an auditorium in it. And they are allowing us to rent that facility free of charge. So we basically get free use of that facility on Sunday mornings. It's part of the way that they want to partner with us to say, we want to see a church established in Uptown. Would you like to use our facility? And of course, the answer was, yes, we'd love to use that facility. It's a beautiful uh, auditorium that seats about three to 400 people. Well, wow. Let me stop yeah. you there. <laughs> uh, three to 400 people auditorium can be rather daunting. And you can have, oh, an excited group of 20 or 30 people. And you sit down in that auditorium and it feels like, Wow, there's people sitting, you know, twenty rows back, and there's a couple people bunched in front. Isn't isn't that a little ambitious? Or are you going to fill that the third week? Uh, we're not going to fill it the third week, but uh, what we do is we creatively break the space down so that it feels appropriate for uh, what we need. We currently have so we the process started in January with us forming a core launch team, and we formed a core team of about thirty to forty people that were with us. Uh, We've grown and we did once a month preview services through the summer where we just attempted to do Sunday morning services once a month. And we really saw a lot of people from uptown coming in uh, and we just started doing weekly worship and we're averaging around 80 to 100 people on a Sunday morning right now. So to fit 80 to 100 people into a building that seats three to 400 people, it's manageable and you can break the space down so that the space feels full and you don't feel like you're in a cavernous room with just a couple of individuals. Okay, now... Uh, now, now it's a softball question. Do you have music and 
how do you decide what your music is? Okay, so we do have music. And actually, it's a really good question because people are looking for different things when it well, comes to music. Well, you have bluegrass, I assume. Of course we don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we would be considered... I'll fly away. <laughs> Come on. I, I love that song, actually. I grew up singing that song every Sunday almost in church. Uh, we do more of a contemporary band-driven music, um, not the organ, not the piano. We have like a we have guitars, drums, bass, you know, things like that on stage, and we contextually focus on what is it going to be that's going to meet the needs in our community and around us. Uh, and in Uptown, it is such a diverse community. Uh, with a lot of different socioeconomic backgrounds and ethnic backgrounds that we think that moving forward with more of the just – and I'm plus I grew up AG, and it's just authentically who I am. You grew up AG now. And, Tell us what that means. <laughs> so being in some ways of God is – it's about experiencing God too, right? It's not just about uh, talking about God and parsing doctrine out and intellectually understanding who God is. It's about coming into his presence, worshiping him, experiencing him, being – with a bunch of people and feeling and sensing the Holy Spirit in our midst. So we we float that direction with what we do because it's authentically who I am, and it also meets a lot of the needs in, in the Uptown community. Okay. Now, you've got the next uh, pitch, uh, not quite softball, but you haven't mentioned the Bible in all of this. And when I was in the Assemblies of God being discipled, uh, what I found very helpful to my spirit is everybody spoke in scriptures at, at, at the congregation I attended. And, and so I started to think scripturally, how are you going to teach people about the Bible and, and present the Bible, uh, particularly in the church uh, startup uh, paradigm? Well, it's the most important focus for us is to preach the Word of God. And the ECC's motto is to ask the question, where is it written? And if it's not in scripture, you shouldn't teach it. Uh, we take preaching and teaching of God extremely seriously. I also take it seriously that it's not to always come through me. We need a plurality of voices. So we're already focusing on creating a teaching team of people, uh, people, uh, male and female, and people from different ethnic backgrounds that can come in and speak from their perspective, but are committed to teaching and preaching the Word of God. All right. Well, let's close uh, with this prayer. Uh, God, bless Uptown Church, Pastor Jeremy, and Lord, every listener out there whose heart is stirred saying, I want to support a, a church plant. I want to get the Word out. I want to share the gospel. Lord, uh, bring your anointing to these people that they may join with Pastor Jeremy in transforming our society. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jeremy Falk. And could you, for our listeners, one time again, repeat the website for Uptown Church? Sure. It's www.uptowncov.org. And we are located in Uptown at Wilson and Sheridan. If you have a legal need and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, Contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243 or at malkbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Gonna have to save somebody. 
Yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve somebody. 